Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited. I have my dear friend Jamie with me. Jamie, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Ah, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> so I am Jamie Besant. I am the owner of Physical Solutions and the creator of the Feel, Move, Live method, also known as the FML method for many reasons outside of uh, it's a really, life is an adventure. So I'm an athletic therapist. I have really, you know, gone outside what a typical athletic therapist does just because I see a need in the world. I feel like there's so many people trying their hardest, but not seeing that it doesn't have to be that hard. So my biggest focus has been to create a gentle path to physical freedom that we never have to settle. There's so many ways you can approach the same problem. And really, I don't know, I just really have this, like I'm really driven to help people, to give people resources. So whether that's a person that's not me or, you know, whether it's just hitting them from 20 different angles because your brain is so cool and it doesn't have to be hard if we are open to the possibilities of what our brain can really do when it comes to everything. And I think maybe let's explore that a little, because I think a lot of people, you know, have this baggage around um, movement and, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to embarrass myself, but, you know, my favorite quote from you was, you know, if you want to wipe your butt when you're older, you need to do these things. And (laughs) I think that that kind of says it right. (laughs) But totally like just in our, our world, it's like, we find something that we're not good at and we work harder at it. Like just as a general rule in the human world, when the way I look at it, if you're struggling with something, there's something missing. So what is that missing? And I help you find that missing. So what you were struggling with is no longer a struggle. Because at the end of the day, your brain has two jobs. It keeps you alive, right? Or you move. It can't do both at the same time. So there's a lot of things that your brain is taking in from like, you know, relationships, Uh, The environment, your nutrition, your vision, your hearing, like all of it is processing it all. And when that output is bad, it's because it sees it as a stress. So when we're trying to do something that we're not good at, we're adding stress to an already stressed situation. And then you get frustrated and then you feel like you need to work harder because you're not accomplishing what you think you want to accomplish. And when in fact, it's like you either need to go at it at a different angle 
or do something completely different. Because in your brain, there's so many avenues, like uh, our visual system has is uh, one of the new things I'm kind of branching into. And it's like, it, your visual system is 70% of your postural efforts. Now, I, I think of the amount of, you know, impact that I've made in people's lives just looking at their proprioceptive uh, systems, right? So there's visual, there's your vestibular, and then your, there's your proprioceptive. So once we start to bring in like all the systems, because our system just looks at things as parts, but all of it interacts. Like if you're someone that, you know, sprained an ankle, your brain has put in protective layers because of that sprained ankle. And then it becomes, oh, I've got a bad ankle or this ankle's restricted. And now I've got, I can't do that because of my bad ankle. When in fact, it might not be your ankle's fault anymore. Yes, there might've been an incident, but your brain doesn't see that ankle as safe. So you might try to train it to create strength, but that training is actually telling your brain that it's not safe and it will lock down your movement because it's busy keeping you alive. <laughs> but there's lots of ways to train that ankle to tell your brain that it's safe. And I mean, I could get into a million different ways, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be the typical ankle rehab, which I kind of feel is, a very, very small part of the picture. Well, and I'll share a personal example and, and I'd love your feedback on this, but I've yeah. had one too many concussions. And if I close my eyes and look, I think it's up to the left, I fall over backwards. And my kids think it's freaking hilarious. They're like, hey, show <laughs> show my aunt, show this. <laughs> it's a party trick. And, you know, I went for a lot of physio um, after my, my car accident for my concussion, and they focused on a lot of things, but it was my chiropractor who diagnosed the actual depth of the concussion because he, he pulled out this weird little piece of tape that had like different colors on it. And he did this in front of my eyes and I went, Whoops. yeah, there's so like, you can figure. So most people, when it comes to your visual system, they will find the worst and then try to train that. But your brain is still seeing that as a threat. So you want to find one that's not hitting the specifics, and but it's not as bad as the worst. And a really good way to test whether, and you can test whether your brain likes it or not, is by doing a movement. It could be any movement. It could be like, you know, some people have a really tight shoulder. They can lift their arm. We test, you know, do a test for versus whether it's like, so there's lots of vestibular tests, there's lots, and you can kind of pinpoint as to what specific area of that vestibular system or which muscle is weak in your eyes because there's reflexes in your eyes. If you look up, that's an extension pattern. If you look down, that's a flexion pattern. If you look to one side, that's a rotation. And if you look the other way, but sometimes those reflexes get mixed up in your brain through poor training. So like if you can kind of, you know, imagine someone squatting, right? And if they tend to always look up when they're squatting, they're switching that reflex in their eyes, which creates stress. But if you test it, and then usually a lot of those tests are actually an exercise, and then you retest that range of motion, if it improves, your brain likes it. <laughs> if it doesn't your brain's like that ain't safe don't do that and, and that's actually I, I worked with somebody who works with elite athletes 
and they said the difference between an elite athlete and an average weekend warrior is they spend a lot of time training the brain so that they the brain because I, I love this they said you know if you've got um toyota brakes on a ferrari you're not going to drive at full speed because the ferrari you're going to feel it skidding and you're going to be hesitant um so let's talk about well, training the brain because yeah well, like elite athletes don't do it by themselves yeah but the general public thinks we need to do it by ourselves and it's bridging the world right like if you it's such a it's I'm so like at the systems that are out there and I'm so like just snap out of it because mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like I see people the people that typically come to me is because I like just by accident like most of the time it's by accident because you know like mine are all referral based I'm not like I'm just starting to get more into like getting myself out there and advertising because I'm busy enough with the referrals, but I see is such a need to help people because usually the people that I see, it's because they've already been through the system. And then I have to spend a lot of time unteaching them what they were taught because it's actually fed the problem. And it's not that what they were taught was wrong. It's how they were doing it is the disconnect. Because, you know, our system's like, go home and do these exercises. Well, if you have dysfunction and you're struggling with something, the chances of you doing those exercises as you're supposed to do them is like next to none. Right? Yeah. Part of it could be like your brain's like, oh, that exercise is like super stressful. So then what happens is we feel, you know, something associated with. So like a common thing I see is like, I did this exercise and it really hurt, but I have to push through it to get there. Well, that hurt is a message saying, don't do this exercise, not try harder and someday it's going to feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's just power through the pain, right? No, God <laughs> sakes. It's a message from your brain and it's not bad. That's another thing is we, we see pain as bad. Like, it's not bad. It's a message. So if you can understand what that message means, it's like, thank you, brain. Thanks for telling me that I shouldn't be doing it that way. And, and I think that's, you know, I'm going to blame Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if he comes and beats me up, I'm sorry, Arnold. But, you know, he kind of brought in that no pain, no gain, hardcore bodybuilding movement back in you know the days when he was young and and didn't speak much english and you know i think no pain no gain was something i you know literally every gym i've been in had some variant of that on the walls and it's like you know there, there's a communication piece here we need to hear mm -hmm. what the body's saying um so what, well, what have, oh go ahead have we not disconnected from our body in so many ways Oh, totally. Right? It's like work harder, longer, faster. Yep. How much more can you add? Yep. Right. And then and a little caffeine the and some over the counter pain meds won't <laughs> fix, right? <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> and we see a symptom and we try to numb it. Okay. Well, yep. we're just going to treat that symptom. 
I love it. Well, you you are one of my favorite people. You and I are going to have some big fun conversations, and today is just a <laughs> a teaser for my audience. Um, what does it mean to you, Jamie, to reconnect? Because I I feel like yeah, we are we're all trying to have these out of body experiences to get away from the pain. Um, how can somebody lean into the pain and learn from it? It's the biggest thing I teach is learning to play right like if you notice something that you know then it's it's having enough awareness about your body to be able to fiddle because if you can fiddle you can get yourself out of that and it and, but it's not like a think yourself to function so like if you notice that your you know foot turns out and you've got like knee pain you can't force your toe in everything happens for a reason. So it's like, get curious about that reason. But a lot of us don't know enough about our bodies to understand how to play. So, you know, you go to a gym class, you go to, you know, a physio, you go to massage, you go to all these people and they might give you cues. They might give you instructions, but where the disconnect is we assume you actually know what that means in your body. (laughs) I spend more time teaching people to stop doing what they thought they were doing (laughs) and actually helping them to connect what they should be doing. And not every cue is for you, right? Like some, some it is, some it's not, but the only person that has control over what they do and the awareness is that person. Like a long time ago, I stopped I guess trying to, I think a lot of people want to teach. I don't know. How do I say this? It's like, I want to empower people in whatever they choose to do. Yeah. And it's not, don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do this. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? These are the pieces that you need in order to do that safely. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, Jamie, that's a very, important point because i think we've gone to this sort of group fitness model where everybody goes to the group classes and everybody you know especially yoga it's like okay everybody you do this and i remember you know in my 40s i went to this yoga studio and i swear the instructor was 18 if she was a day and she was like wrapping her leg around behind her head and she's like okay everybody do this and i'm like i'm not even going to try that somebody's going to have to pick me up. It's going to look really embarrassing. But I think we, we've we tried to get to this standardization where everybody's treated the same. And it's like you, you ignore all the history that's happened in our bodies. You know, if I slipped and fell and sprained an ankle when I was in my teens, I'm going to move slightly different than if I even had an identical twin who happened didn't happen to have that same slip and fall. Is that fair? Yeah. It's never what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. Like I, I like yoga. I like everything. Like I'm a, someone who really likes to do a little bit of everything, but what is, it is so hard to go to those things and watch people torture themselves because they're trying to create rotation from a position that they're never going to get rotation. And then you can't tell me that person's not frustrated 
not feeling like they're not keeping up with everyone or whatever, you know, cause it's, everything's a competition. And, you know, if you can't get on and off the toilet the next day after a good workout, then you like, you're like, yes. And I'm like, no, why are you doing this to improve your movement? Not take it away. I remember back in my twenties, you know, when it was leg day, if I couldn't walk for a week, that was a good workout. And now I'm like, no, thank you. Exactly. It's like, you could push yourself. Like I don't, I like to get my butt kicked, but if I can't move the next day, I went behind above my threshold and now I've created damage. Right. So damage and yeah. how I'm moving damage for like, my brain was like, Oh crap, that wasn't good. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I'm right? going to lock you down. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I, you know, I guess you're supposed to get wiser as you get older, but in some ways I have, in some ways I haven't. <laughs> well, it, I think, you know, for me, I'm getting wiser as I get older because I wasn't very bright when I was younger. You know, you go to the gym and it was all about, you know, oh, how much can you lift? Well, that was a bad idea, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's also you're just you're doing it without any intention, without any awareness as to what should be doing what. And you're just you're just doing it. And like really in the general fitness world, movement world, it's like they're still talking parts instead of systems and it's you you get stronger in your dysfunction instead of actually changing how your brain is connecting to that movement so because movement comes from a relaxed state my biggest rule is if you can't breathe while you're doing it you can't survive so don't do it <laughs> if you're holding your breath the whole time movement comes from a relaxed state yes you can challenge it but you should feel connected and there should be an ease to it and still be challenged. I love it. Now, Jamie, I could talk to you for hours, but uh, th this was meant to, to tease people. So first of all, would you mind telling my audience about your book, um, your title of your book and why somebody would want to read it? Uh, it is the feel, move, live method. Uh, it's a gentle path to physical freedom. Really, it's just to help people look at things differently. So you will kind of gravitate towards questions that may, you know, pique your interest. But the biggest thing was to help challenge people's thought processes when it comes to the efforts that you do. Because a lot of times we're doing things hoping someday it'll stick. But isn't that the like in isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, hoping someday it'll stick. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing with my book is just to help people possibly open their minds to maybe going at things from an ang a different angle, like to understand that there's a million and one ways to accomplish the same thing. I love it. Now I'm going to ask you two really pointed questions because I hear all kinds of variations of this. Um, number one, is it ever too late to start? <laughs> You're not even going to let me finish the question. Answer away. No. For God's sakes, no. You're not too old. You don't have bad knees. You're not like, oh my God, no. As long as you have a brain, you can make change. 
<laughs> you might have a lot, you know, a lot of years of bad habits. Don't settle because you don't have to. Like if I settled every time I had a client that came in and said that they, they were told never to do this and they could never do that. I, I would never work because everybody I see has been told, this is what your life is going to look like. Don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. And now they're doing what they want because they put in the effort, right? If I'm only the guide, the, like, I'm just, you know, the teacher, but I can't do the work. They have to be willing to explore and go into some of those dark rooms to find the light switch. <laughs> but if they're willing to, the sky's the limit, really. I love it's it. It's like investing, you know, we invest in our retirement. Why the hell are we not investing in our bodies when we hit retirement? Well, that's the thing that baffles me. It's like we spend all this money on pain medication and on, you know, um, there's an entire industry of home helpers and home this and home that. Um, I don't know. I'd kind of like to be, you know, a little bit more independent and, and living better life. Um, now I'm going to ask you another question. And it's the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people who have kids in sports. Um, is it ever too er too early to start learning how to move? No, I think... We need to change how we train our kids, right? Help them to develop those fundamental skills. They don't need to be doing half the stuff that, you know, I see kids doing. Because if they can't do the fundamentals, they're creating stress into, you know, into the future. I mean, kids, you can mold them because they don't have the bad, you know, the bad patterns, the bad history. Like, Working with a kid, you can change them like that. They're like so plastic. Like their plasticity is like, because we don't have to fight all the layers of scar tissue and whatever, like. Bad habits, bad advice. Yeah, but in saying that, because there's so much crap for our kids, they never got the opportunity, or a lot of them didn't get the opportunity to develop properly. So there's a lot of bad moving kids out there. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't integrate it and change it because they're really easy to change. <laughs> With, and it, you don't have to get, you obviously have to approach kids differently than adults. You can't micromanage everything they're doing. It's just teaching them a couple games to integrate stuff. Well, and I think that's the, the funny, there, there's a quote and I'm going to get it wrong, but I'll, I'll try. Um, we don't grow old because, no, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And I think that applies both to mental and physical. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, totally. We stop getting on and off the floor. <laughs> we sit in chairs and then we wonder why we can't get on and off the floor. <laughs> Love it. Now, last question, where can people go to get to know more about you? And I want to, Sorry, I have another question after that. Where can they go to get to know more about you? Uh, probably the best place is my website, which is physicalsolutions.ca. And then it has every avenue that uh, I'm kind of doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> I have a whole online world in person. I'm in a couple locations. Uh, that's usually where I put most of what I'm up to. Um, I do have, you know, that's where you can reach my social media stuff too. 
although I uh, haven't been on there in a while, which is another one of my uh, <laughs> love-hate relationships with that social media. <laughs> love it. Well, the final question, Jamie, and, and this is a myth best buster question, um, and I fell into this, so I'm going to ask because I think it'll help others. Um, okay. You have a wonderful studio there, and I know you do work with people one-on-one -on -one in your studio. Um, I fell into the trap thinking, oh, Jamie's three hours away. We can't work together. What would you say to somebody who has that bad of information in their head, Jamie? No, you don't have to see me in person. My skill is my eyes. I actually don't touch people that much in person because I want them to understand their body. And I just, I'm a coach from the sidelines. So it's helping them to connect to how their body moves. I have lots of clients all over the place and all you gotta do is have an open mind. The hardest part, honestly, is setting up the angle of the camera. <laughs> Not up the <laughs> Once nose. Once we but... get that down, we're good. No, the best is actually on the floor facing up. Oh, very cool. See, you've worked on this. Um... Yeah, totally. Now, for anybody out there mm -hmm. who's wondering about whether or not this is for them, my advice is to reach out to Jamie and have a chat. Um, Jamie, I want to thank you for being on the show with me. Thank you for always. It's always a fun conversation. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.